0: You're highly welcome to the Precious People's Assembly for All Nations podcast, a place where we'll share God's word and empower you for your assignment in the marketplace, guided by our senior pastor, Sam Otenaki. Now, why don't you sit tight for today's sermon as we dig deep into the word and discover how to be God's representatives wherever we go.
1: Let's magnify him, the almighty God, the one who was, who is, and who shall be forevermore. Father, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Power and might belong to you. Yours is the honor, and yours is the glory. Thank you, Father. We submit in totality of ourselves unto you. Committing ourselves, our families, our nation unto you. Lord, have your way in the name of Jesus. Breathe upon us tonight like never before. Strengthen us, energize us from our inner man in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worshiped. And the people of God say, amen. Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Please, you may be seated. Glory to God. For A few minutes, we are still going to pray for our country, Nigeria. And um, you and I have the responsibility. Jesus was speaking and talking about the lost prayer to his disciples. And he said clearly to them, your will be done your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. It's been a couple of days, almost a week um, since the new government have been sworn in. Uh, Petrol has gone up. Some of you are not able to come to church and um, things are happening. But you know, God's will must be done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The will of God must be done. We have prayed and we'll pray that whoever is on that throne that the Lord will take hold of them and use them even for his own glory as he did of Cyrus in the name of Jesus. Isaiah chapter 44. Isaiah 44. Hallelujah. Isaiah 44 verse 28, and then we flow into Isaiah 45. Who says of Cyrus, he is my shepherd and he shall fulfill all my purpose. If you read it in the New King James, my there is in capital, he is my, you can see the M, my shepherd. God is speaking of an unbelieving king that is mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We shall perform all my pleasure, my purpose. Hallelujah. So let's rise up on our feet and for a few minutes we are going to pray for our country. This country must fulfill the plan and the purpose of God. Hallelujah. Um, you will expect somebody thought, oh, I thought the whole country would be in turmoil. No, no, no. We are going to pray that nothing but the will of God will be done in the name of Jesus. Let's lift up our voice that as God took hold and took charge of Cyrus, that the Lord will take hold of the president and all those who are in authority to fulfill and establish his purpose in the land in the name of Jesus. That indeed Nigeria will be built in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's lift up our voices as we pray tonight. Oh, Father, we are praying for our country, Nigeria. We have no other country except this one. We have no other nation except this one. We're asking, O God, that your will will be done and your purpose will be established in the name of Jesus. We're asking that you take charge and take hold of all those in leadership, the president and the vice president and all those who are in authority. That, Lord, you will take hold of them as you took hold of Cyrus and he became your shepherd. That, Lord, you will take hold of them in the mighty name of Jesus to use them to direct the affairs of our nation as it pleases you. In the name of Jesus, that Nigeria will be built in the name of Jesus. Rekasa pro kapa bashikata mezagata tapro kapa zigata kalaraba zimboroba secato te pra zigata ngeria pasam pro kapapa zigata zigata mazanto tapra kupa secataria mako shekata mengularababa ziboroba secata to zigata. That they will fulfill the purpose of God. They will walk according to the dictates of God for our nation. That which God has purposed. That which he has planned. That God Almighty will use them to establish his purpose over our country in the name of Jesus Zenga tra pro kapas zegata kala rabo se pa kata zenda ria pa kata mezagato pro kapas zegata kala rabo se pa tra thank you father in jesus mighty name we are prayed isaiah 45 from verse 1 we we'll read to verse 3 Thus says the lord to His anointed hallelujah the anointing, please let me tell your neighbor, the anointing is not limited to you. You don't have a monopoly of the anointing. Even a Cyrus can be anointed. Hallelujah. First says to the Lord, he's anointed. To Cyrus, whose right hand I have grasped, to subdue nations before him, to lose the belt of kings, to open doors before him, that gates may not be closed. Verse 2 doors, gates, and he says, I will go before you and level the exalted places and I will break in pieces the doors of bronze and cut through the bars of iron. Hallelujah. I will give you the treasures of darkness and the hordes in secret places that you may know that it is I, the Lord, the God of Israel, who call you by your name. Hallelujah. If there is something that is tangible, we all know, if you do not know, I know that the subsidy has been a scam for many years. We all know, hallelujah, praise God forevermore, that we are spending trillions and trillions on paper that is not there. We all know that it's it's unsustainable and it's a scam. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody says, oh, so no wonder. Nigerians are not that docile, but it's because God is in control. Hallelujah. I say God is in control. I say God is in control. So we are going to pray. Look, how do you explain a situation where government brings out dollars to some folks and give them at 461 millions of dollars through Bureau de Change and through whatever and then they go around and just turn back as they are leaving the place, they sell it for 750. Hello? And make almost a 100% return on investment. And they drive around in the wealthy cars, huge houses, and own dollars. And you think, what is that? Please tell me, what is that? That is open daylight robbery. Hallelujah. And then we say, well, you know, that's government exchange rate. And then, look, all of these things are not sustainable. So we are going to pray. Lord, have your way in Nigeria. In the name of Jesus. Let's lift up our voices as we pray. That in the mighty name of Jesus, God will have his way in our nation in the name of Jesus. Only his will will be done in the name of Jesus. That the Lord, verse 2, will make the crooked places straight. It will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. It will make the crooked places straight in the name of Jesus. It will break in pieces the doors of bronze and cut through the bars of iron in the name of Jesus. Menko Raba Zegata Kalaraba Zebarabako Shekata Mengo Larababa Zebarabaco Zegata Rakopa Sekata Te Procapa Zenderia Mezandoroba Shekata Rekapa Zegata Prokopo Zenda Rima Zeta Eh Marababa Sekata Mesakato Pracopa Zegata Leriamazam Brocapa Zegata. I will go ahead of you, clearing and paving the road. I will break down bronze city gates. I will smash padlocks and kick down bad entrances. In the name of Jesus, Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Now I want you to pray for yourself. That in the midst of all of this, the Lord will preserve you. That the Lord will provide for you. That the Lord will make your case different. In the name of Jesus. In the times of the flood of Noah when God brought judgment upon the whole world and he found a man faithful known as Noah and his household and he rained down his judgment in the form of the flood and while Noah was in his ark the same flood that destroyed the entire world was the same flood that lifted Noah's ark to safety. Hallelujah. Oh, well, somebody says God is judging Nigeria. Oh, yes, I don't dispute it. But in the midst of that, he always has a plan for his own people. Can I have an amen? Amen. So you're going to pray for yourself and say, Lord, in the midst of all of this that is taking place, make a way for me. Make a way for my family. Make a way for me in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray for yourself. In the name of Jesus, that in this dispensation, God will make a way for you. In this dispensation, God will make a way for you. In the name of Jesus, that you will not be submerged by the flood of this season. In the name of Jesus, In the name of Jesus, thank you father that it will make a way for you we will make a way for your family It will make a way for your business. It will make a way for the works of your hand. In the name of Jesus, that you will not be rationalized. In the name of Jesus. That your business will continue to be relevant. In the name of Jesus. That your business will continue to be relevant. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together for Nigeria because Nigeria will win in the name of Jesus. Please, you may be seated. Hallelujah. Jude, hallelujah. A continuing our series, Contending for the Faith. Last Sunday and the Thursday before, we looked at the subject, complaining, warnings against complaining against the Lord. That if you are going to be one that will contend for the faith, we cannot join the Joneses to complain against the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's read from verse 1 very quickly. Read to four. Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are called beloved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ. You're welcome, Apostle and Madam. May peace, mercy, and love be multiplied to you. I thought I would have an amen. amen. Beloved, although I was very eager to write to you Glory to God. The reason why Jude asked us to contend is because of certain men that have crept in unnoticed to destabilize us, to cause us to lose our faith or make a shipwreck of our salvation while festering their own nests. Hallelujah. Jude then went ahead to let us know how serious it is if you do not contend for the faith. If you do not resist the false teachers and the apostasy By reminding us that even our forefathers The patriarchs and ancestors in the faith Who were similarly saved by Jesus and delivered from Egypt They made a shipwreck of their faith When they despised the pleasant land When they started complaining against the Lord when they refused to continue to believe in the Lord and of course, when they rejected the voice of the Lord their God. Hallelujah. Psalm 106 verses 24 to 26. We saw that he used that example. It says, "I want to remind you verse number five, that though you once fully knew it, that Jesus who saved the people out of the land of Egypt afterwards destroyed those who did not believe. Why did he do so? They despised the pleasant land, having no faith in his promise. They murmured in their tents and did not obey the voice of the Lord. Give it to me in the New King James. Four reasons which we have examined. Number one, they despised the pleasant land. May you not despise the pleasant land of the Lord to you in the name of Jesus Whatever land God has committed into your hands, may you not despise it. Number two, they did not believe his word and we said to us, that word is continue to believe. In other words, they did not remain faithful. Number three, they complained in their tents. They complained in their tents within you. You may not complain boldly outside, but God searches our hearts. So when you complain within your heart, know that God, it registers in the records of heaven. And they did not heed the voice of the Lord. They didn't obey the voice of the Lord. Therefore, God raised his hand in an oath against them to overthrow them in the wilderness. May the Lord not overthrow you in the name of Jesus. So these four reasons, the apostle then goes ahead, Jude in verse 5. We've read verse 5. Give it to me. Jude 5. It says, I want to remind you. And then, I want to remind you, those who once knew it, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, he afterwards destroyed those who did not believe. Verse 6, And the angels, who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness, For the judgment of the great day. And number 7 verse 7. And as Sodom and Gomorrah. And the cities around them. In a similar manner to these. Having given themselves over to sexual immorality. And gone after strange flesh. Are set forth as an example. Suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Hallelujah. Apostle Jude gave us these three examples. Or three illustrations. The first one we have examined in detail of how those our forefathers and patriots were saved from Egypt and how for those four things that happened to them and how God eventually destroyed them. Out of millions that left, only two were saved. May you be counted amongst the two. In your generation, may you be counted amongst the two in the name of Jesus. So we saw that that was the first illustration they gave. The second illustration was of those angels who did not maintain the position of their authority. Give it to us in, in New King James, verse 8. They did not stay within their own position of authority. They did not keep their proper domain. But they left their own abode. And what happened? God brought judgment upon them. May you learn to keep your own lane. May you learn to stay in your proper place of authority. I say, may you learn to obey spiritual protocol in the name of Jesus. Says they did not keep their proper domain, they did not maintain their own position of authority. God respects spiritual protocol. God respects protocol. Even in the world, in the secular, you must follow protocol. Hallelujah. So there is a protocol and God respects it. He respects it. So he used the angels as another illustration. That even beyond the realm of men, beyond the realm of our patriarchs and forefathers, even angels, spiritual beings, that did not maintain their own position, God brought eternal judgment upon them. And number three, verse number seven. He now used Sodom and Gomorrah. Hallelujah. It says, as Sodom and Gomorrah, And the cities around them, in a similar manner, having given themselves over a whole city, practicing sexual immorality, going after strange flesh. Open with me to Genesis 19. Hallelujah. So he's using these illustrations to express and prove a point. That if we do not go after the false teachers, if we do not contend for our faith, you know what? If we do not stand and contend for the faith that has been delivered to us, we run the risk of facing our own judgment. There is nothing God can do if we, will not, if we refuse to contend for the faith. Else the false teachers will continue to have their way. And they may lead us on a path that we do not want to make a shipwreck of our faith. But that will never be our portion in Jesus' name. Genesis 19, very quickly. Now two angels came to Sodom in the evening. Lot was sitting at the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he arose to meet them. He bowed himself with his face towards the ground. And he said, Here now, my lord, please turn into your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet that you may arise early and go on your way. Where did he learn this? From his uncle. God bless you. He must be a good learner. Hallelujah. He remembered how his uncle Hallelujah. okay. And they said, no, but we will spend the night in the open square. But he insisted strongly. So they turned into them, entered his house. He made them a feast and baked on living bread. And they ate. What next? Now, before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, and all the people from every quarter, they surrounded the house young and old, the men of the city. And they called to Lot and said to him, where are the men who came into you tonight? Bring them out so that we may know them carnally. When you hear of sodomy, homosexuality, and this is in rampage taking over America now. They call themselves LGBTQ. And they are threatening nations who will rule against them. They are saying, we won't give you AIDS. Hallelujah. Look at the way they want to propagate sodomy using economic development. So look, a whole city, men of the city, both young and old, they came. Bring out the men that came in here tonight. So that means all the men of that city, if there was something they are known for, it is sodomy. And they called to Lord and said, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them carnally. Verse 6. Poor Lot. So Lot went out to them through the doorway. He shut the door behind him and said, Please, my brethren, do not do so wickedly. And I ask you a question. I don't want an answer, but I want you to research. Why did they not grab hold of Lot and know him carnally? Have you thought of that? Question. Because so he came out to them. I said, my brethren, do not do so wickedly. Next verse. See now, I have two daughters who have not known a man. Please let me bring them out to you, and you may do to them as you wish. Only do nothing to these men, since this is the reason they have come under the shadow of my roof. These are angels that God sent on assignment. What other witness do they need to know of what was taking place in Sodom and Gomorrah? And they said, stand back! Then they said, this one came in to stay here. And he keeps acting as a judge. Now we will deal worse with you than with them. Whom are they referring to? Lot. So they pressed hard against the man Lot and came near to break down the door. What an urge. What a demonic influence. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? When the spirit of rape and all the associated cousins of sodomy are in operation, do you see how the men behave? They can break anything. They can, hallelujah. They were ready to break down the door. But the men reached out their hands and put Lot into the house with them and shut the door. What happened? And they struck the men who were at the doorway of the house. With what? Blindness both small and great, so that they became weary trying to find the door. Hallelujah. Where am I going? The Bible, Apostle Jude, gave an illustration. First, of our patriarchs. Secondly, of the angels that left their position of authority. And thirdly, the entire city of Sodom and Gomorrah. That if you fall out of line with God, God will not spare his judgments. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. He wouldn't. Because he's a God of justice. He's a God of judgment. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Now listen to this. In stressing the homosexuality of Sodom, the author, a scholar known as Elwell, wrote this. He said, maybe, perhaps, sexual misbehavior was a problem with false teachers. Hallelujah. I will take you to the book of Second Peter in a while. We'll get there. Amen but we see these three illustrations that Apostle Jude gave and the whole reason is to encourage us and to warn us so that we can contend for the faith. Amen? We then summarize that instead of complaining, what are the things that we can do if we will not complain, if we will not fall into the trap of the old patriarchs who refuse and despise the land that God has given to them, and said they were full of giants, who refused to remain faithful, who refused to obey the voice of the Lord their God, and instead were complaining against the Lord. We went to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 10. And we illustrated and saw the perspective of Apostle Paul. And firstly, we said, if we will not complain, what must we do? Number one, we must be full of what? Thanksgiving. In all situations and circumstances. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Amplified. We must be full of thanksgiving if you will not complain. And that's the mode I want you to set yourself in the Nigeria of today. Be full of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. It says, give thanks. Give it to us in the Amplified. In all circumstances, thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be. Hallelujah. Be thankful and give thanks. Let me tell your neighbor, no matter what the circumstances may be, give thanks. Be thankful in the name of Jesus. For this is the will of God for you who are in Christ Jesus. He wants us to give thanks in every and all situations. It doesn't matter. Oh, you, are not, you don't even have enough money. Like those who are shut out tonight, who cannot because of transport, because of transport fare. Just give thanks in everything, Hallelujah. And number two, give thanks for all things. Ephesians five twenty. Ephesians five twenty, give thanks always for all things, at all times and for everything. The operative word there is for everything. Not just in every situation, not just in every circumstances, but for everything. Give thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Number three, we said to us, First Corinthians 10, 7. Amplified. First Corinthians 10, 7. We ran through it. Remember, this is a reloading service. Broken it down for you in points. Number three, 1 Corinthians 10, 7. Do not... Be worshippers of false gods, as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink, the sacrifices offered to the golden calf at Oreb, and they rose to sport, to dance, and give way to jestings and hilarity. Hilarity, hilarious. Not just making fun and making jests and being hilarious and laughing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Don't be worshippers of false gods. And I said to Ross last Sunday, take God seriously. Let's learn to take our faith, our worship, and the kingdom affairs seriously. Hallelujah. Let's deal seriously with kingdom matters. Let's stop making light of it. Let's stop making light of it. The rose to sport, to dance, and to give way to jestings and hilarity. Don't water down spiritual matters. Don't join the Joneses. Spiritual matters must be taken seriously. Kingdom matters. God, Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Let God be numero uno in your life. Let him be number one in every and all things that we do. Let's take him seriously. Avoid just things. Don't water down the kingdom affairs. Don't water down spiritual things. Don't make it look as if what is there. Oh, God understands. He doesn't understand. And perhaps if he does, the devil does not. The devil does not. The earth offered sacrifices and left the place of sacrifice to rise to go and spot and make jestings and give themselves over to hilarity. Hallelujah. Let's take God seriously. You hear a word that is sober, reflect on it. Don't make joke of it. Reflect on it. Hallelujah. Says, Don't be worshippers of false gods as some of them were. Number four, verse number eight. Number four, verse number eight. We must not gratify evil desire and indulge in immorality as some of them did and 23,000 suddenly fell dead in a single day. God frowns against immorality, especially sexually immoral. God frowns against it. But today, among our youth, I hear it's two for ten couple. It's it's nothing to them. Sleeping with one another, they're not married, it's nothing. it's, It's not a big deal. Does it even reflect in the films we watch? When we expose naked our bodies, doesn't it reflect in that? Says so we must not gratify evil desires of the flesh and indulge in immorality as some of them did. It costed the nation 23,000 in one single day. And God is bringing this to us. I don't think His lesson is severity against sin. If we are going to contend for the faith, we must not gratify the evil desires of the flesh. We must not give ourselves over to sexual immorality. Others may, but you cannot, because of destiny. Others can, they may, but you are not, it's not given to you. You must be conscious of that fact. If you are going to be a man that will contend for the faith, you must be in spiritual shape. And if you're going to be in spiritual shape, don't gratify the evil desires of the flesh or indulge in any form of immorality as some did. Can I have an amen? Amen. Number five. Verse number nine. We must not tempt the Lord. And I love these definitions of tempting the Lord. You must not try his patience. You must not become a trial to him. You must not critically appraise him. You are putting God on appraiser. Who are you? Who born you? Who owns you? And you are critically appraising God. This matter that has happened. You are critically appraising him. Why should this happen? Can the player say to the potter, why do you make me in such a manner? We many believers, when things happen to us, you want to know why. You want to know how. Why should this happen? Did you create yourself? We critically appraise God. Since you are tempting him. Says, don't tempt the Lord by critically appraising him and then you exploit his goodness. Another dimension of tempting the Lord because he's so good, he's so merciful. You continue to indulge in your sin. You continue to indulge into your sin until dead one day the hammer will fall. He says, don't tempt the Lord. So these are dimensions of temptations of the Lord. They're going to contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. You must not tempt the Lord. Don't try his patience. Don't become a trial to him. Don't, you know, critically appraise him. And don't exploit his goodness. Hallelujah. Don't exploit his goodness. Please, I beg of you, don't exploit the goodness of God. The patience of God must not be taken for granted. You knew how many days, sleepless nights, and waiting upon the Lord it costed you To give you that job. Hallelujah. Yes, but after getting the job, what happens? The job takes you over. And then you exploit the goodness of God. So come for midweek. You are sleeping in church. You are doing all night. You are crying, calling upon God for mercy. And he has granted you the desires of your heart. Now that desire is taking you out of his presence. What are you doing? You are exploiting his goodness. Causes the dimension of tempting the Lord as some of them did and they were killed by poisonous serpents. Hallelujah. It's good for us to examine these things because we just gloss over them. Gloss over them as believers. I say, oh, those are Old Testament stuff. Uh, Poisonous serpents. 23,000 dead in one day. They may not physically die as believers but things will die in you. Destinies become dead. Hallelujah. Purposes become frustrated and thrown overboard. Who and ask Joseph. If he had yielded to that temptation of one night stand, he may never have become the prime minister of Egypt. What else must we do if we will not fall into this category? Number six. Verse number 10 not discontentedly complain as some of them did and what happened they were put out of the way entirely by the destroyer death so this is one of the most potent sins that believers engage in complaining against the lord discontentedly and how was you are so discontent the bible says godliness with contentment is what is great gain Be content with whatever God is doing in your life. Does it mean you don't have hopes and aspirations for more? You do, but follow him and let him take hold of you by his right hand of righteousness and lead you in the way that you should go. Who is that man that fears the Lord? Him shall he reveal his secret to. Don't discontentedly complain. You don't own yourself. If that's where you desire and that's what you desire, what if that's not what he desires for you? After all, your life is not yours. You are living his life for him. So whatever position he allows you to be, part time, be content with it and stop complaining. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Number seven. I love this. Verse number 12. Well, leave verse 11. Let me just show you something there. Leave verse 11 before we go to 12. Now, these things befell them by way of a figure. For what reason? As an example and to who? To us. To us. Stop glossing over them. Everything that was written, the time they are written for our learning. Romans chapter 15 verse 4. So that we, through the... Look comfort of the scriptures we may have hope. They are written for our learning. Here he's saying to us, these things befell them by way of a figure, figuratively as an example and a warning to us. And they were written to admonish us and fit us for right action by good instruction. We in whose days the ages have reached their climax, their consummation and concluding period. If it has reached the climax during Paul's days, believe me, has reached the climbers in our days. Hallelujah. They are for us. Not for them. Not for the unbelievers. They are for us. But the moment we become Christians, you think we now have the liberty to do and undo because we are still speaking in tongues. It's not going to... The gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. He will not take the tongue from you, but things can happen. Verse 12. Point number seven. Therefore, let anyone who thinks he stands, who feels sure that he has a steadfast mind and is standing firm, take heed lest he fall. This is the most potent that I fear most. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? Amen. Stop beating your chest. That somebody falls, stop beating your chest as if you are the superlative one. Let anyone who thinks you only think you are standing, the one who knows whether you are standing or not is there. Hallelujah.
0: Let anyone
1: who thinks he stands, who feels sure that he has a steadfast mind and is standing firm, take heed lest he fall. It's just a warning. If you think you are standing, and you can be assured of your salvation, we teach our people in the school of faith, you must be assurance of your salvation. You must be sure you are saved. But you know what is calling us to sobriety? If you think you stand, take heed. In other words, be conscious. Don't just take things for granted. Be conscious. Be conscious of the way you use your tongue. Be conscious of the way you act. Be conscious of your actions. Him who thinks, he stands. You're only thinking so you are are not sure. It's only when we see him in glory we'll be sure. Hallelujah. You can be sure. You cannot be sure. I remembered many years ago, a pastor then said there are three surprises in heaven. And I've shared that with you a few times. The first surprise is when you get to heaven and you land in heaven and you say, eh, I made it. That's the first surprise. You know the second surprise? The second surprise is those you will see there that you will never expect to see. Say, eh, this one, this sinner, this obonga sinner, this one, this corrupt man, this one. Then the second surprise or the third surprise, those you expected to see the fathers of faith with their garb, the archbishops, and the lead pastors, the senior pastors and serving overseers that you expected to see that you will not see. Hallelujah. And when you finally see that you made it, I'm sure you yourself will be surprised. Because those you expected to be there are not there. And those you did not expect to be there are there. And when you find yourself in such environment, you, you will be surprised. But you... Enjoyed such a pleasant surprise. In the name of Jesus. Let anyone who thinks he stands take heed. It's a call to sobriety. It's a call to being conscious of the things you do. Not rising up to sport and play and dance and heal. No! It's a consciousness of God's presence in our lives. Shout hallelujah. We are going to contend for the faith. We have no choice. We have no choice than to continue to take heed lest we fall. Hallelujah. Number eight, verse 13. I love this. For no temptation, break it into two. Okay, can, can you read it well? For no temptation, no trial regarded as enticing to sin, no matter how it comes or where it leads, has overtaken you and laid hold on you that is not common to man. That is, no temptation or trial has come to you that is beyond human resistance. Hallelujah. And that is not adjusted and adapted and belonging to human experience. And as such as man can bear. When God allows tough and Nigeria happens to you, and life happens to you. I want you to know that it's not beyond your human resistance. It's not going to bring situation across your way that you cannot bear. If you fail, it's because your strength is little. One that fails in the day of adversity is because your strength is little. Hallelujah. It says there is no temptation, no trial that has come your way that is not common to man. And God has put everything in you to be able to overcome that situation. Can I have an Amen. That is the first dimension. The second dimension, give it to me. The first dimension is God already equipped you to overcome, to be able to resist the ability and the strength, to be able to resist and the power to endure that temptation he has given you. But then look at the second dimension. But God is faithful to his word and to his compassionate nature. And he can be trusted, not to let you be tempted and tried and as said beyond your ability and strength of resistance and power to endure. But with the temptation, look at that. Not only has he put within you, he's assuring you that God is faithful. God is not Pharaoh that will not give you straw and ask you to make brick. God is not a magician. Everything you need is on your inside. I gave you the illustration of the rubber band before. If you don't stretch the rubber band, it will never be able to perform its functions. All you need sometimes is his stretching. God just needs to stretch you. You are too docile. Your prayer life is too weak. Your word study life is too weak and he wants to stretch you. He will allow situations to come that will stretch you. Who knows when you fasted last? But he will allow situations to come that will make you go on three days marathon because he wants to stretch you. Can I have an Amen. We allow situations to come your way that will demand you immersing yourself in the Word of God. I say, Lord, speak to me. Your servant hears. And then, out of it, the Bible says, "It will always also provide a way out, a means of escape to a landing place. May you land in a pleasant place. May you land in an awesome place. May the certain places and situations of your life become awesome places. In the name of Jesus." That you may be capable and strong and powerful to bear up under it patiently. Shout hallelujah. That situation will not consume you. I say that temptation will not overcome you. But you will overcome it in the name of Jesus. You will overcome the challenges of the moment. You will overcome the hunger of the moment in the name of Jesus. This world crisis will not ruin your business. I say it will not destroy your career. It will not ruin your business. The present situation that our country is in will not ruin you. But it will cause you to land in a pleasant place. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And number nine, verse 14. I love this. I love this. Therefore, my beloved, my dearly beloved, Sean, keep clear away from. Avoid by flight if need be. Hallelujah. The Bible says flee from all. It says even if you have to fly, it says avoid it. Any sort of what? Idolatry. And gives a powerful definition of idolatry. Loving or penetrating anything more than God. Glory to God. Loving or venerating anything more than God is idolatry. I've warned you, never place your job before God. Don't place your career before God. Don't place your business before God. Let God be God and every other thing can take their proper place. Can I have an amen? Amen. I might say don't give your business time, give it quality time that it deserves. But do not at the expense of God. Give your family quality time that it deserves to nurture your children, to take care of your husband, but not at the expense of God. Hallelujah. May God help you to be able to create that balance in the name of Jesus. He's calling us to live a life of balance. Avoid, if possible, if needed, by flight, any sort of idolatry. Remember, he mentioned it in verse 8. and He's emphasizing it. Loving or venerating anything that is more than God. Let God have his place in your life. And let every other thing take their place. Let your family give it the adequate time it needs. Give your business the time that it needs. Give your children the time that it needs. Not at the expense of one another. And not at the expense of God certainly. Shout hallelujah. Last but not the least, number 10, verse 15. Oh, what a closing remark by Apostle Paul. I'm speaking as to intelligent and sensible men. Hallelujah. Do I have intelligent people in the house? Do I have sensible people in the house? Hallelujah. Think over and make up your minds for yourselves about what I say. It's for you to make up your mind. It's for you to think over these things. Says I like appeal to your reason and your discernment in these matters. Glory to God. I'm appealing to your reason and to your discernment. This season we are in, a tough, tough season. When things get tough, it's only the tough that we get going. Hallelujah. I want to challenge you. I speak to you as intelligent men and women. Think over these things, go over them. these ten things that God wants us to do if we will not fall into the error of our forefathers, who were delivered by Jesus out of Egypt and thereafter became destroyed, or the angels that left their proper positions of authority, who broke spiritual protocol or the men of the city of Sodom and Gomorrah that cause an entire city and their surrounding cities to be destroyed by eternal fire. God is a merciful God, but he does not condone sin. He is of purer eyes than to behold iniquity. Can I have an amen? Habakkuk 1.13, is of purer eyes than to behold iniquity. Let's avoid these things and trust God, the God of heaven, to strengthen us and to perfect all that has to do with us in the name of Jesus. Can I have a big amen? Yeah. Second Peter chapter 2 as we round up tonight. Let's read from verse 4. 2 Peter chapter 2 from verse 4. But if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but he cast them into hell and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness to be kept until the judgment. If he did not spare the ancient world, But preserved Noah, a herald of righteousness, with seven others, when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly. And if by turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes, he condemned them to extinction. Making them what? Can we read together? Making them what? An example of what is going to happen to the... Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They are examples to us. Let's stop making light of these things as if they don't matter. These stuffs matter. Let's not get caught up. We know the world has become so churchy, going by the many churches per square meter, per square kilometer, or per linear kilometer that we have. Yet, the church has become so worldly as well. has become diluted as if these things don't matter anymore. They matter. They matter. They matter. Let's look at verse 6 as we close and rise to pray. Verse 6. Makes them, if by turning the cities of Sodom and to ashes, he condemned them to extinction, making them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. Give it to us in the New King James Version. And deliver righteous Lord, turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemn them to destruction, making them an example to those who afterwards would live ungodly. An example to those who afterwards, it's for you and I, who will become saved. And when we become saved, we begin to live ungodly. That is what he's talking about. Apostasy means somebody who has been in Christ and now rejects what he once believed. That is what apostasy is. So the things when you begin to condemn, or when you begin to embrace the things you first condemn, watch out, apostasy is on his way. The little, little foxes that spoil the vine that you used to hate, when you now begin to embrace them and romance with them, watch out. You're on slippery ground. Next verse, let's read. Thank you, Lord. And deliver righteous Lord who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. For the righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. That the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations. Can I have an amen? Amen. And to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment, He knows how to deliver the godly. Verse 10, especially those who walk according to the flesh, in the lust of uncleanness and despise authority. They are presumptuous and they are self willed. They are self willed. Iniquity is a clash of wills. What was the sin of the devil of Satan? Iniquity. Iniquity was found in him. Iniquity means denying the will of God or wanting your will instead of the will of God. They are presumptuous and self-willed. Your life is not yours. Don't leave it anyhow. Submit it in alignment to the will of the God of heaven. Shout hallelujah. And I'm praying for us that in this tough season, in this season, in this season that is tough, that is tough, that the Lord will keep us safe, that the Lord will preserve us, that the Lord will strengthen us in our inner man and bring us in alignment to himself. Let's rise up on our feet and pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we are grateful. Thank you, Lord. Oh, let's lift up our voices and pray for ourselves. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just pray for yourselves. Say, Lord, I need your help. I need you to help me. It's not by power, it's not by might, but by your spirit. Can only be by your spirit. If we think we stand, we say we should take heed. Father, help us in the name of Jesus. Help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us, Lord Marako Shekata Karia Poka Shekata Teprokopos Zigata Menzim Prokopos Zumpara jegeto Shegeto papa Papasi Kata Teprokapas Zigata Menzim Pokoroba Shekata Teprokapas Zigete. Pray for yourself. Lord, we need your help. We need your help. We need your help. We need your help. Lord, we need your help. Help us. Strengthen us in our inner in the name of Jesus, send that Tato. Keleria Pakaza, Kata to Prakapa Zeta. Ungeleria Passando Taboro zeta Keleria Pokoso Kata to Prokopoziga Tuta. Keleria Bazanda Rabase Katota, Tuta. Reke Parababa. Meka Zapro Kapaz Zegeto. Ungeleria Pasanda Taboro Zegata. Kalarabase Seborobaba Sekata, Kazanda Rabase Kuto Taboro Zegeto help us Lord your word says let him that thinks he stands take heed lest he falls Lord we do not want to fall we are asking oh God we are asking oh God that you will help us we are asking for your help oh Lord. Lord. Lord help us Lord help us Lord help us Lord on our own we are nothing we can do nothing Says without me you can do nothing. Jesus said in John 15:5, without me you can do nothing. Help us, Lord. Zembo roba secatato. Kariabo se katato. Pako raba pasando roba secata. Kalarabase kototo to parakama zekata. Kazembo kotoko pakarabako shekata. Kelerie pako zenderia pako zendato. Korobo bobo soporobo shekato. Lift up your voice and pray for yourself. But you, beloved, building up yourselves upon your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Lift up your voice and pray in the Holy Ghost. sekato Yes, join yourself with somebody and multiply prayer power and pray for your brother. Pray for your sister in the name of Jesus. Rekasuka tata proka posa. Re keposukata ya baba. Mezanda taproka pazeta. Kelerie pocoson da tapo koposeta. Kelerie pozon da riepoza. Kele repozon da rababashekatopraka pazeta. Hey, ma Sekata. rabbia sepato Kalaria Me secato Cala ria paco secato Parabaco Re che posso pata Carababa secata Me zandara bo Quelle rie pazzata basekata Reke Re che posso Pray, Lord, we pray for one another. Yes, Lord, building up ourselves upon our most holy faith. So that we can contend for the faith. Re que posso para bachiquataria Oh mas sempre o que passar Zegato to pra passar catar a bachiquata Meza andar a bachiquataria Zegata ta pra copachecata E maraba pa passar catar a bachiquata Meza andar a bachiquataria Meco ra Reque posso paria pa Oh ma zem pro capo 514 Mesan toto pra ka kata. 514 Ngeleria ma samba ko roba 514 ke la ropa kozegata gata Me to pra pa kaze 514 pa ze gata ta pra ka ke le ria pa Reque posso paria pa ka kata. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. So shall it be in the name of Jesus. Strengthen us in our inner man. Energize us in our spirit. In the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord. So that we will not fall short. Help us not to make a shipwreck of our faith. Help us not to tempt you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid. And the people of God say. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Please, you may be seated. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Amen. According to apostolic tradition, we'll take one or two questions and then um, I will invite Apostle Belton to say hello to you. Hallelujah. Questions time. Thank you, Lord. Questions? Any questions, please? The Lord Jesus Who wants to build the cart. All is clear. Amen. Sober moment. Senate President. All is clear. Amen. Praise God. Deputy Senate President. Bawa hallelujah. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Well, we have an amazed missionary and an apostle to the nations and his wife all the way from North Carolina in the United States of America. Apostle Belton Platt.
2: Let say Praise God. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give God some praise. Hallelujah. I said God. Hallelujah. I, said God. Hallelujah. I, said God. Hallelujah. I said God. I said God. I said God. Come on, come on, come on. He deserves more than that. Come on. Come on. Come on. I want you to think about something he brought you through. I want you to think about where you were, where you are today. Remember how far he has brought you from. believe what the man of God was teaching us to come back to the place of our first love our first love we got to get back when we used to love to pray love to worship love to get into his presence be the pastor here don't want to leave. Yep. I believe we need to be reminded that time when the doctor said you're going to die and God saved you. Hmm. The time when you didn't think you were going to make it and God come through for you. That's yeah. what he was saying tonight. Yeah. It's time to get back to that place well, we reverence him, yep. we fear him, Amen. we love him yep. with Amen. everything that is in us. de Baba Sinde. Can I just pray for him, Pastor? Lift your hands to Jesus. You're not telling me that God gave him this word, and chains are not breaking tonight, yokes are not being destroyed tonight. Amen. <laughs> in the name of Jesus Christ 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 Satan we break your power right now 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 In the name of Jesus. We command every yoke destroyed. 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 In the name of Jesus. 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 You see it's on you to receive the word by faith. The word have gone forth. Are you tired of being Where you are Come out of everything That he just mentioned Thank you Holy Ghost Thank you Holy Ghost Some of you all supposed to be up at the altar Come on Come on. Somebody, some of you are supposed to come to the altar. Repent from where you were. Repent from where you were. You're taking God lightly, 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 lightly. Despising his goodness. Getting, you need to get back to where you were. Hot on fire for God. Yep. Come out of the lukewarmness tonight come out of the lukewarm who's bold enough to come to the altar and say God I'm done I'm coming back Ooh. it's time, yes, Lord. It's, time. Yes, Lord. it's time
1: Yes, Lord.
2: it's time it's time I know the Holy Ghost is dealing with somebody come to the altar you want that chain broken you want that yoke destroyed go up there to the man of God let them pray for you if you ain't been faithful in areas you supposed to be faithful in in this ministry you need to repent of that you need to repent of that that means to turn back to where you were in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus, name of
1: Jesus.
2: saints it's time it's time to get right it's time to get on fire yep. for Jesus.
1: Hallelujah!
2: Lukewarmness has invaded the church. We have this false image of, uh, being on fire when it's time to be on fire. Marketplace, as the pastor shared with me, get it on fire. When he say, prayer, pray, pray till God, get through." Start watching our clocks. We're becoming vessels, houses of prayer. Chasing after God. Calling sinners to repentance. Contending for the faith. When you stand before Jesus, he will know everything about us. Where we are, where we was. Whether we were on fire or not. So it's best for us to hear the word of the Lord through the man of God. And while we are breathing, get it right with Jesus. So that when we stand before him, he'll say to us, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. I was blessed, man of God. My wife was blessed to hear, man of God. Still preaching and teaching the truth. Amen. Thank you, Lord.
1: Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Please may be seated. Thank you so much, Apostle. Hallelujah.
0: And we have come to the end of yet another intriguing session of the PPA Fan podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message has touched your heart and inspired you to be a light in your marketplace. So, in order to stay connected and access more empowering content, kindly visit our website at pbfn.org. Now always remember, you are a citizen of heaven and God's ambassador here on earth. May God's love and grace guide you in all your endeavors. Until next time, goodbye and God bless.